Hi, how's it going? This is Nicole Brandt with 150 Roses. Um, this is my first podcast post since being in Austin, um, moving from New York. Um, and having this time, um, I've really learned to self-reflect on many different things and um, really come to understand myself and the past and how to honestly unpack some of this stuff um, in a very conscious and healthy way. Um, And I want to talk about today, most importantly, which is um, self-reflection, self-forgiveness, and self-advocacy which I think are um, three really important aspects to anyone that has ever dealt with any sort of traumatic experience. Um, And trauma, I would say the last like (laughs) 10 years has been um, me, at least in my perspective, surviving trauma and being very unconscious of my behaviors and my actions and how I presented myself and it coming to a point of consciousness has been, like I've said it before in other posts, has been really enlightening, but it also has been really painful because I've been forced to self-reflect on a past self and having to come to terms with how she might have been presented to others, um, the behaviors, the actions, the things that were said, and how that could have been um, hurtful towards others and disrespectful towards others. And I think for anyone that's been in trauma or has ever been in a point of unconsciousness where you're not aware of yourself fully, it's really important that I think you take these steps in understanding your trauma, but also understanding how important self-reflection, self-forgiveness, and self-advocacy are in your healing process. Um, And healing isn't linear, and I think a lot of people, I think, that really want to better themselves and want to emotionally and spiritually grow, they think it's like, oh, you know, if I do this, I'll heal. And it's it's way more complex than that. It's it's a very... um, bumpy diverse road and you have to give yourself a lot of love through it because it's not always easy and facing I think the parts of you that have been really hurt um are the hardest because when you've been really hurt um the way that shows up is not always the most um likable or um I guess reflective of like a conscious or normal person in society. It's not always, I guess, receivable. Receivable is not always receivable. So I want to start with self-reflection. I think looking back at your past self is very important, but also um, you must do in a way that's with self-compassion. You can't... um, shame yourself for your behaviors and your actions and how they can be interpreted from others from a place of shame. 
you have to do it from a place of um, love and compassion. Realize that you were a girl that was in pain and you were not aware of yourself during that time. And you can't hurt her or make her feel bad about those things. You can also understand it and grow. The main point, I think, with self-reflection is realizing that you have to grow from that place you were at. Um, And at the same time, I think it's also learning to sit with the shamefulness of your behavior. It's not condoning the behavior. You know, for me, I think I had a lot of self-infatuation issues and, excuse me, and a lot of false ego and um, was very hard to be around because I was not always one the most present to the most easy to swallow as a person so I think understanding that but not hurting or shaming yourself for it is most important um and yeah overall for self-reflection it's just find a means to feel the shame and then correct behavior and so you can grow into the person you want to be and you have the capacity to self-forgive because um, I forget what that, that, that main quote, but it was doing the same thing over again and having the same result is considered insane. So when you self-reflect, obviously, if you were in pain or shame, you were never getting the outcome that you wanted. So if you kept doing the same thing over and over again, you still expect a different outcome. That's insanity. So in order to grow, you have to understand where you went wrong and where you weren't maybe the best person you wanted to be and accept her and love her, but also grow past it. I think is the main purpose of self-reflection. Um, number two, I think self-forgiveness is the next step after self-reflection is um, understanding that like you changing to be a better person is a reason for your own self-redemption. That you changing, correcting is a reason for you to self, to forgive yourself because you're correcting behavior. You know, it's we're all imperfect and we're all trying to be the best that we can and to constantly be in this point of shame and pain, it's just, it's not sustainable, number one. Number two, it's just, it's not really needed. You know, like if you can change behavior, there's no reason for you to live in that pain anymore. You can change if you are able to correct your behavior and take your good traits and your good parts of yourself and really fixate on those and then work on the things that you struggle with spiritually um and just also like with self-forgiveness like know that your perspective was clouded by trauma you know it was not who you authentically wanted to be but you were in pain you know you weren't trying to be negative or angry or upset when you were in your bad parts and then when you're in your good parts being happy and fun like that's great but you have to unpack this, this that clouded trauma you had and know that it was never authentically who you are or who you want to be at all it just was some something that happened to you and then you had a reaction of it and it's it's kind of what played out and you can't you can't sit and hate yourself for that um and I think 
as at least for me like as i've learned to grow william as i stop it sorry my, my little pup is being dramatic as you learn to grow you kind of become to um you, you, you begin excuse me you begin to garner like your own self-confidence and your self-confidence gets to be based off your self-growth and so the more you grow yourself to be a better person the more your confidence grows authentically it's not a false ego it's not a false confidence it's an authentic confidence because it's all being grown from your healing and from your personal growth um from a spiritual level and from having the ability to self-reflect in a compassionate and loving way and not in a shameful, self-destructive way. Um, great. That's self-forgiveness. <laughs> now I'm going to try to touch on self-advocacy, which I think has been the hardest frontier for me because I think to have true self-advocacy, you have to believe who you are is worthy to protect and worthy to advocate for and when you're living in a false ego which i have i which i was for a while in and out i wasn't fully in it but it was in and out um internally you don't think you're worthy of needing protection because everything that you are is essentially fake it's a, it's a facade, it's a mask. It's not authentically who you are. And so when you garner self-advocacy, I think it really takes a personal determination to make a personal goal, whether that's career-based, spiritual-based, um, you know, any sort of growth-based goals and like holding yourself accountable to that goal and meeting it. And giving yourself the patience and love to achieve that goal, even if there's ups and downs. But at the end of the day, like if you achieve that goal through the failures and through the successes, then you kind of can can give yourself the right to self-advocate for yourself. Self-advocacy too can be um, misconstrued with self-infatuation or narcissism as well. And the only way self-advocacy can go to narcissism is that if you are living in a false identity in a false sense of self if you're if your actions and your behaviors don't match up to who you think you are and so when you are authentic and your actions and your behaviors and you're very honest with yourself about your intention then you can advocate for who you are to yourself and that's when that real breakthrough happens is that when you're really honest with yourself. And I think a lot of times, and I haven't even been there, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I've never been in a place that I was obviously living in a fake ego, but I've never been in a place where who I wanted to be, I, I almost projected, but it wasn't authentic. But when you authentically grow into that person and you authentically embody it into your core soul and your core being, then you're, you you have this ability to self-advocate to your to your only, only to yourself to others spiritually and you're able to attract people that believe in your core truth and your core sense of self honestly i think there's a lot of times we all want to believe who we are in a way 
that we, we convince ourselves of lies or falsehoods because it's an easier way to go. Instead of really going to the core part of ourselves and unpacking our negative sides and understanding our bad traits and really looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, you look like, who do you want to be? Who are you presenting? And what do we need to do to become better and to grow? And I think self-advocacy is what that is. And it's the hardest thing for any human to do. But once you do it, you're able, I think, to get over your trauma and to even in the future, go through other traumatic experiences that could be detrimental to your soul with love and with grace and with compassion. And you're not stuck in the cyclical cycle of pain, shame, guilt, and then self-destruction. And you're also able to protect yourself from other people. And I have been hard to talk about this because it can be very negatively presented because... I never want to think there's other people out there that have ill intentions, but there's some people out there that have not dealt with their pain or shame the same way at some points in my life when I was younger, I probably haven't either. And they do wish ill will on other people that have come to an authentic sense of identity. And when with self-advocacy, comes self-protection and you have to think that you're willing and you're important enough to protect yourself from people do and also at the same time being vulnerable with the right people that have are at that state of awareness as well but I think excuse me I think a lot of people there's something called personality disorders, cluster B personality disorders, and there's narcissists and sociopaths that walk with us. And knowing that from an authentic point of view and realizing that you have to protect yourself because people will hurt you and there's people that will love you. But understand that difference and giving yourself permission to self-protect yourself as well um, is so poignant. Because I think at least for me, when I was in that same cyclical cycle where I didn't have self-reflection, self-forgiveness, self-advocacy, I was in the, the trauma circle of pain, shame, guilt, and self-destruction. And so when you get out of that, you're able to kind of see clearly about who who people actually, what, pe- what people's attention, attentions are. And when you're not in that, it's harder to see that. But self-advocacy gives you that point of, okay, I'm showing up here for myself and showing up here for other people. I am clear about my intentions of what I want from this situation and I'm not living a lie. And it makes you be able to self-advocate for yourself when it comes to protecting yourself against toxic people. Like the narcissist sociopath or anyone that doesn't is not clear about who they are and what their intentions are. And so you can protect yourself against those people and you can let in people that are healthy and that are kind and that are on the same path of growth that you're on and you're not trapped in a toxic dynamic because you're unaware of yourself and you never went through the steps of finding true self-advocacy. Great. That was a lot. Um, It just came to me because of different situations that happened during quarantine and 
being back in my hometown, which has been hard because there's a lot of traumatic experience that happened here, but I've also come to a lot of peace with it as well. And I'm learning to um, make my own story and not live in the past and take each day as a new beginning, a new rebirth and not um, fixating on what was or what could have been, but like what is. And um, so that's where this came from. So I hope it was um, applicable and receivable to anyone listening. I kind of doing the correlation between like writing articles and then doing a podcast because I think hearing someone's voice is also good for some people that don't like reading that much. They'd rather hear someone speak. Let's so, um, but if you do get a chance, my other two articles are really good. One is about um, standing alone in the Merchants of Doubt, which talks about being an individual in a society that wants you to be the same and how you have to self give yourself validation and self-ownership. It's really short too, which I try to keep most of my articles short because I don't want um, people getting bogged down with words and too much. I just want it to be short and sweet so people get what they need out of it. And then the other one's about accepting your shadow self, which is really important to me because I think it's been, for me, the biggest breakthrough is accepting the fact that I have some bad traits I had to unpack and giving that person love, unpacking them. And so I have the ability to show up as being authentic and I can be the person I want to, which is loving and kind and selfless with a sense of protection and um, helping other people have the same awakening I did if they ever been through something traumatic and great <laughs> I will stop now it's a little bit of a babble but um, this is Nicole Brandt 150 Roses I hope you have a great Saturday hope this quarantine's over soon so we can all get back to normal and we can find our life's goals our life's passions and we can um really present our best selves to the world, whatever we do for our career, whatever we do with our lives. And yeah. All right. Great. Um, have a great day. This is Nicole Brandt, 150 Roses. Bye.